This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. Uh, this is Joanne, and I have another No Guilt Mom win for you. Now, we hear so, so much from parents who have trouble getting kids out the door in the morning. Like, it's always a fight, right? You're ready to leave, and all of a sudden, I forgot my shoe, or I didn't pack my water bottle, or, oh yeah, that permission slip that was supposed to be due yesterday, you still need to sign that. And then you get in the car 10 minutes late, and it's just a mess from there. So our No Guilt Mom win today is from our Balance VIP member, Tracy, and she's also a Calm and Happy Parenting student. She has a win for getting her son to pack his own backpack in the morning. And it is a complicated situation. He it was a middle schooler and the school actually knew how complicated it was and suggested parents pack the bags for the kids. So I cannot wait for you to hear Tracy's win and how you can have this win in your own home. So welcome, Tracy. Tell us a little bit about what it was like getting ready for school in the morning before you changed things and got your son to pack his own bag. Well, it was, I mean, when my kids were in primary school, it was pretty easy, but it was when my son transitioned to middle school that um, over here in France, it, it's a nightmare. You get this huge long list of stuff that they have to have for every lesson. I don't know what it's like in the US, but they even have to take their own paint and paintbrushes for art class, for example. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. And their own art yeah. paper. And, you know, so it's like his timetable, he had stuff he had to take every day and they have 
A weeks and B weeks. So his timetable is different depending whether it's an A week or a B week. So he would have to really be on top of his timetable and then make sure everything was in his bag. And, you know, the the first day he kind of came home and he sat in the middle of the floor and he cried and he said, I can't do this. I can't do this. I just can't, I can't go back. That's a lot for an adult, nonetheless, a child. Yeah. So... So we kind of did it. I applied the I do, the we do and you do strategy that, that I'd learned through balance and, and calm and happy parenting. And so the first couple of days while he was feeling really stressed, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is fine. I can do this. And then he sat with me. Okay. He was stressed. I was doing it, but he sat and he watched and I'm kind of narrating what I'm doing. You know, I'm looking at the timetable. I'm seeing that it's this week. I'm seeing that it's that you've got this lesson. So this is what you need. This is what you need for the morning. It's going in the front of the bag. This is what you need for the afternoon. It's going in the back of the bag. So I did that for a few days. And then, I- so you sat with them first and kind of broke it down. Yeah. You you really did it for him, but yeah. you were narrating for him yeah. what you were doing. Yeah, so that he could kind of try and pick it up and understand the process. So important because a lot of times, like we see our kids and we're like, "Oh my gosh, can't you just do this ourselves?" And we don't realize like all of the thinking that goes into doing a complicated task, like putting the bag together. So you just sitting and narrating with him was such an important first step. Yeah, and then I mean, just to say how complicated it is. When I had the parents' evening at the school, the headmistress actually talked about us when we pack our children's bags for them before they go to school, and I was sat there going. No, he's no, 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 no. He, he's 11. I'm, I'm not packing that school bag every morning. So it was an expectation of the school yeah, yeah. that parents do it. I think because they know oh, it, it wow. can be so complicated. So that was a real eye opener for me. I was kind of like, no, hell no. You know, I'm sorry. I have no. a horse in the morning. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I think every parent looks at it that way though. I mean, you have yourself to get ready. I know like I get distracted very, very easily. And when your child has this complicated system that you feel like you're in charge of too, it is, it is a hell no. And it's so amazing, Tracy, that you really set that boundary and you're like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm going to teach my son how to do this. So then what was the next step? So the next step was getting him to do it while I stayed with him. So I got him to do it, but I sat next to him. And sometimes he would kind of look at me with this look as if say, what am I doing now? What am I doing next? You know, and then I would kind of jump in and say, yeah, this is what you're doing next. And we did that for a couple of days, making sure that he did it the night before. I don't think I mentioned that. When we talk about doing it in the morning, I was like, this is a really bad idea. Do it the night before. No, like the morning, like there's so much stress in the morning. And I loved how you moved it to the nighttime. You have more time. You don't have that time crunch on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was the next stage was him doing it, but I was there. So I was sitting on the floor right next to him so that he felt that I was still there and I was giving him the support and I could kind of notice if maybe something wasn't going so well and I could pick up on it. And we did that for a few more days. Did you notice like anything that he really had trouble with that you wouldn't have suspected before that he'd have trouble with? Well, he tried, what he tried to do was to put everything in the bag just in case he would forget something, you know? So it was kind of remembering to refer to the timetable and look. And so he wanted to put everything in just in case. It was kind of like this panic thing. I couldn't even lift it. Do you know? 
I've heard, I've like lifted these middle school bags and like, how do you not have back problems when yes. like kids like have a bag that heavy? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. interesting that he tried to put everything in. It's funny. I kind of transitioned to problem solving. So we did, what we did was we took a, we took a copy of his timetable and stuck it on his bedroom wall so mm. that it was right there because he always had a copy in his backpack and we took another copy and we stuck it on his wall and we kind of highlighted different things in different colors for different days. And, and then that seemed to help. It's awesome because when you go through that, the we do process, like one of the things that you found that really benefited is you found this problem that he struggled with and you would have never known. And you guys were able to come up with a solution to that particular mm -hmm. struggle. Whereas I think a lot of parents kind of go to, oh, like we need to give him like harsher consequences for not being ready in time when a consequence for that wouldn't have helped, wouldn't have helped him pack his bag, but putting a schedule on the wall did. Yeah. 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 Totally and then did. what happened after? And then after that, I said, he seemed to be doing just fine with me sitting there watching. So I said to him, all right, tomorrow you're on your own. And he's like, what? And I said, well, you know, I'm going to be in the house. You can always come and ask if you've got a doubt, you've got a problem, but I'm not going to sit with you and go through this process. I'm going to leave you to it. And then he's like, are you going to check it afterwards? And I was like, nope. He's like, you're not going to check it? I was like, no, I'm confident. I'm confident that you've got this. But, you know, if there's anything, you can always come and ask. And yeah. I think the whole process took about a week. That's really a short process. Yeah. I've not, I've not touched that bag since. <laughs> That's amazing, Tracy. Like, <laughs> what yeah. is it, what is it like to have that responsibility off your shoulder? Nice for me not to have to do it, but it's, it's also nice to know that he can do it. I listen to your podcast all the time. What is that, that kind of thing you said at the beginning about our goal being to raise like independent, capable, I can't remember the words, but capable children you know, who can do things for themselves. So it's nice when you see that happening. Yeah. How do you feel like being in balance and being in calm and happy parenting helped you through that whole process? It made me more confident, I think. Well, first of all, it gave me the I do, we do, you do strategy. So that was a strategy that I thought, oh yeah, okay, I can see that. So first of all, it gave me the strategy. But second of all, I think it gave me the confidence to step back. You know, we hear all the time and balance that your kids, your kids are more capable than you think they are. And it, it's quite a difference I find from a lot of other parenting kind of things that I've seen. There's a lot of tendency to think that as parents, we really need to do all this stuff for our kids. And this is what makes you be a good parent. And I think balance really helped me to see that that's not what being a good parent is. Being a good parent is, is finding the right balance for you. And that might be different for somebody else as well. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying this is what everybody should do, but it, it's about finding the right balance for you and your family, which is different for everybody. Exactly. And like knowing that whatever you find for you and your family, as long as like it makes you happy and you're raising a kid who is sometime in the not so distant future are going to be independent on their own. Like that, that's really what matters. And then the relationship between your kids too, because first from talking with you and our coaching calls, I've noticed that like there was a lot of arguing at the beginning between you and your kids. And there seems to be a lot less of that now. Would you say that's the case? 
I would definitely say that's the case. There's a lot less arguing with me <laughs> and from me, but probably between the kids as well. Of course, they argue. They're kids, you know, they're nine and 12. They argue, particularly in the car. That's still an issue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would say that we're all a lot calmer in general and the house feels a lot calmer. And when there are arguments, they're shorter. They, they kind of blow themselves out a lot more quickly than they used to. That, that is awesome. Well, thank you, Tracy, for coming on and sharing your win. And uh, I will, of course, see you in balance. Yep. No problem. Thank you for asking me to come on. What I loved with what Tracy did is that she took this rather complicated situation and she broke it down for her son in a way that helped him transition from relying on her to do everything and relying on her to pack the bag to really taking control of it and taking it over himself. And it's so interesting, like when we look at our kids' struggles, sometimes we think they need the right motivation or the right incentives to actually go through with whatever tasks we want them to do, but really, they're missing some skill. And Tracy's son, he was missing the skill of actually having his schedule up on the wall so he could easily see what he needs to pack in his day each day. And that's really the cool part about our program, Calm and Happy Parenting, is we teach you how to drill down with questioning strategies and find out the real reasons behind kids' behavior. Because once you find that out, uh, your relationship with your kid just gets so, so much better. So I have a little video for you. It's like a masterclass. It is there in the show notes. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. It's going to give you some other strategies for how to discipline without losing your cool. And until next time, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And I'll talk to you soon. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly. Your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes Unsticking life sucks. Unsticking it.